0: Hello, and welcome to the Human Entropy podcast, a podcast where we can discuss the chaos, the adversity, and the triumph that is being human. I'm Felicia Parker. I live in Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm passionate about sharing the resilience I see in other people that inspire me to chase what makes me feel most alive. This is a place to be a friend, a place to encourage, and a place to challenge. This is Human Entropy. In your car, that's so creepy. I'm in my car because it blocks out a lot of the surrounding noise.
1: Felicia, I'm being serious. Look over your right shoulder.
0: I'm (laughs) done with this nonsense. (laughs) No, seriously, look over your right shoulder. (laughs) Seriously, I'm done with you. (laughs) Okay, enough of that. Okay, yeah, okay. I was thinking we'd start out with three really simple, fun, get-to-know-you questions, but I thought it would be fun if I answer for you and you answer for me.
1: You already know me. Why are you asking this question?
0: Well, it's kind of fun for people to get to know you in that way, but also it's fun for people to hear how well we know each other.
1: Am I being set up?
0: (laughs) No. Okay, so... Favorite male actor. I'm going to answer who I think your favorite male actor is, and you're going to answer who you think my favorite male actor is. Okay. Okay. Um, I I don't know that this person's your favorite because of their acting, but you always will watch his movies. So my answer for you is Will Ferrell. Mm. Do you think that that's right?
1: Mm. That would be one of the top five.
0: Okay? Who's in number one? Uh, let's see. You can't cuss if you're doing this. I can't what? Remember, I told you beforehand, you, you have to control your potty mouth.
1: I haven't cussed.
0: You just did. What did I say? You said sh- I did? Yeah. It's okay. Just try to but, not do it again. So,
1: who is my favorite male actor?
0: Mm-hmm. And also, the level you're talking at right now is great.
1: Okay. My favorite male actor. Stop. <laughs> 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 uh, I, it would be uh, Robert De Niro.
0: Oh, I should have known that.
1: Yeah, you should have.
0: Is Clint Eastwood up there for you or no?
1: Clint Eastwood would be up there. I really wasn't thinking about him. Uh, my other one is who was the guy that played in American History X? He also played one of the Incredible Hulk characters, not the original one.
0: Mark Ruffalo? No, 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 no,
1: no, 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 no. American History X. Can you Google? Well, Google that later. I like that guy. Whatever. Okay,
0: name. that's fine. Um, who do you think mine is?
1: Oh, that's easy. It's uh, oh crap! It's the Hollywood guy. Um... <laughs> The Titanic dude.
0: Yeah, what's his name?
1: Um, DiCaprio.
0: <laughs> yes, that, that I, is the I, correct answer. I was answer. right, though.
1: I was right, right?
0: Yep, you were right. Thank you. This one might be tough. Okay. Favorite day of the week. I think yours is Sunday. No. It's not Sunday?
1: No, without a doubt. Saturday? It's Friday.
0: It's Friday?
1: Yeah, because it's like the day before the big weekend sponge happens.
0: Okay. Well, never mind.
1: Yep, and yours is Saturday? No. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Sure it is. Okay. You're not, you can't lie <laughs> on Tuesdays.
0: Okay. What sure. is day then? It's Sunday.
1: <laughs>
0: Why is it Sunday? Um, because Sunday is my day to recharge and journal while I have my coffee by myself.
1: Okay, I didn't know that. Yep. We don't know each other very well.
0: <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> What is your name? Stop it. (laughs) Okay. What is oh favorite food? For you, I'm gonna say it's just meat. Steak. Yes. I got it right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, what's mine? Sweet potato. No. You're close though, kind of. It's not a starch.
1: Chicken sausage. (laughs) No. Avocado.
0: Yeah. Yep. Those were fun. I'm going to tell everyone how you came into my life in a very short, condensed way. For everyone listening that doesn't know my family background, my stepsister now, me and her were in the same fifth grade class. And after being friends all year, we wanted to have a sleepover, but it was a school night when we wanted to have a sleepover in the fifth grade. So we're both 11 years old. And it was a school night, but you, Big Papa, talked on the phone with my mom, and you said yes. You said Reagan could stay the night. And then you drove her all the way out to Colwich, Kansas, and you locked eyes with my mom, and apparently the rest is history. Why are you shaking your head?
1: I locked eyes on her a-
0: <laughs> Okay. You cannot cuss anymore. Cuss yes. is not
1: the cuss word.
0: Okay. Okay. Ooh.
1: So difficult <laughs> to edit.
0: I know. I'm going to have to put bleeps everywhere.
1: I did but her butt, her, her bottom.
0: Her he butt. at her bottom. The rest is history. But we did plan to set you guys up, and it worked. Do you remember that? We wanted you guys to date at the spring party in the fifth grade, and it worked.
1: Yes, job well done.
0: Thank you. And how long have you been married? Pleasure. Okay, I can tell you how long you've
1: been, We've been married. We've been together a while.
0: Well, you have been together for 14 years. You've been married for 11 years.
1: That's right, because I had to check her out, do my due diligence before I asked her.
0: Yes, and so I liked you a lot at first because you played loud music in the car. But then when we all moved in together, before y'all were married, you put pantyhose over your head and you chased us around the house with a big machete and I was still 11 years old and I screamed and I cried and I told my mom we need to leave him. Do you remember that? I deny that. Okay, well, do you deny doing it many other times with all of our friends when we had sleepovers? You cut the power and you would go outside and scratch the windows and then you would come inside.
1: That was a thunderstorm and that was a raccoon scratching (laughs) them.
0: No, that was definitely you. (laughs) I want to know what was your first impression of me as a really pudgy 11-year-old? that did not have good control over her hair.
1: Hmm. what was my first impression of Felicia? I thought you were, originally I thought you were an introvert, <laughs> I did, and you're like completely not that, I understand that now.
0: But Are you joking right now? No, I'm not joking. I am totally an introvert.
1: Oh, you're not an introvert now, no
0: way. You don't think? Oh, f- no, Oh, sorry. <laughs> I think I'm a really extroverted introvert.
1: Extroverted?
0: What? I think I'm just an extroverted introvert because introvert just means you have to recharge alone.
1: Yes, yes. That's what I meant by that. I mean, because you liked your alone time. And if it wasn't your way, you would get like super pissed. (laughs) And then like we wouldn't see you for two days.
0: (laughs) That sounds about right.
1: So I felt bad because I thought, well, maybe she didn't like me.
0: <laughs> you thought I didn't like you?
1: Well, you know, you just, you know what? I just felt like you just uh, weren't close enough with me at that time. Whenever we first met for you, you liked to open up. So
0: mm-hmm. it's
1: definitely different.
0: Well, when, when do you think I started opening up to you?
1: I felt like we really connected, like really, really connected. I feel like a few years ago.
0: A few years ago. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Remember we had that conversation in the car in Colwich?
0: Well, yeah, but we've connected. That was like a
1: true connection. That was like true connection.
0: Yes, I think that that was a pinnacle moment. But we've been connected for a long time before that. That was only three years ago. And I've known you for like almost 15 years. Well, I mean,
1: it was about the same time I connected with Reagan. So, I mean, what the hell?
0: I mean. So you're maybe saying that's about the time that your kids were not kids. They're more like soul tie type friends. You know what I'm saying? Like thick and thin there for you.
1: I I really felt like you and I's relationship like took a huge leap Mm. in that time, that turbulent time that you were going through. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what I'm allowed to say about that conversation. So anyhow.
0: (laughs) 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 Okay, well, before I get into asking you life questions, don't roll your eyes at me. I want you to share the story that you just shared with me the other day of um, how you were afraid of Bigfoot. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah, it's a good one.
1: Oh my goodness. All right, so it goes back to when, let's see, I would have been four or five years old. And so, and I what, used to,
0: how old are you right now? 47. So this was a while ago in the 70s.
1: This would have been about 77, 78. Yeah. Okay. So you have to remember, so the background was that my mother had me when, I was, when she was uh, 17. So she was pregnant with me when she was 16. But anyhow, so I spent a lot of time at my mother's mom's house, my grandma Geyser, and they lived kind of out in the country. But anyhow, I had an aunt who was a couple of years older than me. And then I had an uncle that was, I don't know, five or six years older than me. But anyhow, they they thought it was really cool. When grandma and grandpa would leave the house, they would go down into the basement and send me upstairs to one of the rooms where the vents connected between the upper room and the basement. hmm and they would used to scream through the vents that Bigfoot was like tearing them apart. And they would be screaming like, come get me, come get me, Bigfoot's tearing my arm off. And it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> it did. And they would do it all the damn time. And then one time my uncle was supposed to babysit me. Well, he had a poker game at the clubhouse. So he took me back to grandma and grandpa's house. He just assumed that they were there. And again, this is out in the country. And... I'm like five or six years old. Literally, that's all the older I was then. He drops me off. It's dark. There's no lights out there. And I walk into the house. He drives off. I start calling for my grandma and my grandpa. No one was freaking answering. And so I walked back to their bedroom to make sure that they weren't asleep. And they weren't weren't there. Then I walked downstairs, which is where BookFit lived. Being serious. It was like, (laughs) terrifying and they had one of those dead deer heads that was like hanging over the stairs going down it's creepy (laughs) creepy. and as soon as I went into the garage and I noticed that grandpa's truck wasn't there I hit it I tailed it out of there I went down the country road across a like a major highway that was going into the town of Maysville at the time and then I sprinted like three Epping miles between two big open fields, and I swear Bigfoot was, like, chasing me the entire <laughs>
0: way. It was horrible. That's, that sounds horrible, and it's so dangerous because you were a little kid crossing a highway.
1: <laughs> Grandma was pissed at Uncle Jerry.
0: <laughs> 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 it was
1: all good. I lived.
0: Yes, you lived, and it's all good. Um, this is kind of just because I'm doing this as a series. You're going to be a reoccurring guest. Just life advice from Big Papa is what I'm going to call it.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: Or maybe words of wisdom.
1: 10-4, let's roll. What's the next question?
0: Well, believe it or not, I have some questions from your other children that I have written down. Are you being serious? Yep, your son-in-law helped a lot. Okay, so
1: first of all, I should get a pre-read to these questions before we have this interview.
0: Yes, that's noted for the that's
1: future. My attorney, and I would like to talk about royalty fees later on.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Tell me from which child the question came from.
0: You want me to tell you which child?
1: I think that's only fair.
0: Okay, you ready? Some are really deep, some are really practical. Austin, your son in law, for everyone listening, would like to know what are the virtues of grilling from your garage? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what are my virtues? From grilling from the garage? hmm Well, first of all, you need propane in your tank. <laughs> uh, second of all, you shouldn't be grilling in your garage.
0: Why did he ask that? Did something happen in the garage with your grill?
1: In my garage with my grill? No. I love my grill. No way.
0: On the topic of grilling, though, Reagan wants to know what makes for the perfect steak. And I bet a lot of listeners would like to know this.
1: That's pretty easy.
0: What is the answer?
1: Good meat. (laughs) It's not the damn grill. It's good meat. You got to spend money on good meat. And that's what makes a good steak, sweetheart. Thank you. A little bit of love.
0: Okay. Austin wants to know, why should people not get dogs?
1: Why should people not get dogs?
0: Yes. And before you answer, I'm going to tell the background of this. He is a very faithful, dedicated husband because my mom is a great woman, but she's really freaking weird about her animals. And if you try and come between her and her animals, you might as well hit the road. And I think that he has known that for as long as they've been together, which is a long time now. He puts up with a lot because she had, growing up, all of us understood the dog that we had was my mom's. The dog was attached to her hip, but she just recently passed away, like, was that a year ago?
1: year ago.
0: We well, it didn't take long for her to get new dogs. <laughs> and I was honestly shocked. I had no idea that she was going to get another pet that soon just because she was so close with the dog before. But now she has these two little rat dogs. Me personally, I'm not a fan of little dogs, so I don't really like them already because of that. And now on top of that, they just go through all of your crap all the time. Anytime I come home, they go through my things. It's so annoying and they also pee in the house, which is pretty disgusting. And I think you're just not really a dog person in general, right?
1: No, you are so wrong. So first of all, let's go back a couple steps. Okay. You were talking about your mother. Okay, so she is super weird when it comes to her relationships with dogs. I mean, literally there's nobody. So it's the dog, then maybe me for second place. And then you kids were for sure like third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. But anyhow, (laughs) people need to know that she's obsessed. It's crazy. It's really weird. Now, I'm a dog person. But, I mean, I'm not like a dog person where, like, it would come before my family members or anything like that. I mean, so ah, it's weird. And you know what? It didn't take very long. But you know what? Your mom. (laughs) I knew your mom needed a pet.
0: So you, well, we'll tell them the story. You just got one, and then you let her go back and get another.
1: I did. (laughs) I love your mom.
0: You do love my mom. That's really cute. Which actually brings me to my next question. Um, Submitted by your daughter, Reagan, my stepsister. Why do you and Delane always make out in front of us? Delane is my mom, his wife. Why do you guys make out in front of us?
1: Where are we supposed to make out?
0: Not in front of us.
1: For real? That it's, that's messed up.
0: It's pretty weird. We don't want to watch it.
1: Well, I don't care. <laughs> don't come over. Hey, <laughs> hey, when you find that perfect somebody that you're just absolutely comfortable with, let it roll.
0: Hey, so the next dude that I'm bringing back, you're cool with me, just...
1: No, that's not acceptable.
0: Well, you just said that it was.
1: Well, you could do that in your house.
0: Okay, so when you come to my house and than me and the the dude. I I don't
1: know. Hell, I don't know. It may be (laughs) a double standard. (sighs) Hey, I'm just telling you. So, you know, your mom and I, we both went through some things, right? And when we connected there, making Sundays, and like you said, when I dropped Reagan to spend the night at your house on the deal, it was just, uh, it was all good. It was all good. So we just have no problem with that.
0: Because you're each other's one.
1: I agree. I think so.
0: Okay. Well, these next few questions are about cars. These are very good questions. Austin, your son-in-law, would like to know why should you not buy a Mustang when you get a new job?
1: Why should you not buy new? I mean, it's stupid. Hey, listen, I've tried to tell you kids that I'm not gonna tell you about the things that I did right. I'm gonna try to tell you about the things that I've done wrong. And that was a bad mistake. That was a bad mistake. It's a lot of money, big car payment. But you know what? I, I mean, I, I needed some women. I was going through a divorce.
0: Are you talking about Marilyn, the Mustang?
1: That's straight. She was beautiful.
0: You sh- you're saying, though, that you did that wrong? You should not have bought the Mustang when you got a new job?
1: That's right. You got to be smart with your money because, first of all, you don't know how long you're going to have a job. You don't know what expenses are, you know that are going to come up as a young folks. Yeah, it's just stupid.
0: Your daughter, Reagan, would like to know what happens when you don't put oil in your car.
1: Yeah, it blows up. <laughs> I mean, come on. I gotta do is check the dipstick every once in a while. And I've told the kids over and over. I don't know why it's so difficult for, for, for you guys to, to check your oil.
0: What are you talking about? Do you think that we don't put oil in our car?
1: I, I, I don't know. You know, I guess I don't know. I guess I don't know. Sorry. Let's move on. I'm ready.
0: Your son, Gavin, wants to know, what's the best advice you were ever given? Hmm.
1: Best advice that I was ever given. Wow, that's a, like a deep one. Those should be one of the, the pre-read questions that I should be given before we do this. I'm sorry. Oh, best advice. <laughs> Give me a second here. You know what? I was thinking of it. it May have come from my dad, and I was trying to think of something, but you know what? I think it actually may have come from my mother. I don't know what was going on at the time, and I'm trying to think. I think it was sometime when I was in high school, but she talked about wearing your heart on your sleeve, and it, it was something around those lines. But she uh, was talking to me about letting people be very transparent and just letting people know how I really felt about issues. And if you know my mom, She will, she'll tell you her whole whole life story. She'll give you every detail of it. And my dad wasn't like that when I was growing up. I think he became more like that when he got a little bit older. yeah, wearing your heart on your sleeve. And actually, I think it came from my mom.
0: That's good advice.
1: It is good advice.
0: Do you feel like you took it? Absolutely. This next question is from your son, Gavin. If you could tell your younger self something, what would you tell them?
1: Don't shoot uh, BBs and slingshots at cars when you're 10 years old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I could tell my younger self something, you know, don't, don't get hung up on the struggles that you go through in life. Take them seriously, but don't take them so seriously that you get to the point where you become an ugly person. Understand that life is going to be rough, but by God, things turn around. They always do. For the better.
0: That's beautiful.
1: You know what? I, this is like so unfair. I should get these questions in advance so I could really have time to prepare.
0: Well, I'll do that next time. Okay. I have a few questions, but my first one is, what's your favorite memory with Popo? Ooh. For everyone listening, Popo is Big Papa's dad or grandpa.
1: Favorite moment with my dad. Holy crap. Oh, gosh, it was after your mom and I had met, and the two of us were alone in the car. You and Popo? Yeah, Popo and I. Dad and I were in my car, and uh, we had just went through a fast food restaurant. I had a napkin. (laughs) We were just acting goofy like we always did. On this napkin, I wrote out a little poem talking about don't feed birds on your porch, Something blah 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 those lines, and I gave it to my dad, folded it up, and gave it to my dad in the other seat, and he opened it up, read it, and he asked me to give me my pen that I had wrote the little poem about. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I did, and then he wrote something on the back and folded it up and gave it back to me, and said, "Son, I love you, but you're f- stupid." <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember I about pissed my pants. <laughs> I have a lot of great moments with my dad, but. Mm-hmm. Gosh, you know what? Now that we're talking about that, I've I've lost that napkin, and I looked through our garage. Somewhere I have it. I took it out of my glove box when mm-hmm. I sold the Maryland, and it is somewhere in a bag. It's crazy that you bring that up because I was thinking about that napkin last week, and I was like, man, that ma- that napkin means like a lot to me, and I can't find the damn things. It was like one of the last things that's like embedded in my mind, mm-hmm. about my dad and I being goofy together. But I've had a lot of other. Under- other wonderful times with my dad, that was that little goofy one when he wrote on that napkin told me I was stupid. Uh, But he said he loved me.
0: (laughs) He did say he loved you. My favorite. Well, I don't know if it's my favorite. I have lots of favorites with Popo. He passed away in the beginning of 2018. And for some reason, after I was at the moment done being sad, right after I found out I started telling my roommates the story of when uh, we all went to get a Christmas tree. You know what I'm talking about? And he, he found this huge limb out in the field when we were going to find a Christmas tree. And he picked it up and he held it out like a big sword. And he yelled, charge. And he started running. And then we all look back at him as he's running. But then the next thing we know, he disappeared. It's because he tripped over a tree stump and fell face forward into the grass. And it was the funniest thing ever.
1: That was an awesome day.
0: That was such a funny day. And I have a picture of all of the grandkids with him on my nightstand. I think it was after he hurt himself. My other question is what is a good tactic to let out or get rid of anger? Mm. Or how do you move on from anger?
1: That's a good question. Thank you. Well, number one, it's a waste of time. Why? It, it just is. You know what? I, I think people that uh, want to be angry or be pissed off about whatever, it, it changes who you really are on the deal. I think it, if you're not able to like to vent that stuff out and just let it roll off your back, I think it turns you into a terrible person. It turns you into somebody that you don't want to be. So there you go. I mean, and that is good advice. It doesn't mean that you, you're not going to get upset about things, right? Um, we all do. But hoarding, things that have happened to you or things that you went through and getting angry about it, it's, uh, yeah, to me, it's a big waste of time. It's a horrible way to live. And if you think about it, to me, when you hoard things in like that, you, you've forgotten about forgiveness. And I think that's a key characteristic of somebody. And so blowing things out of proportion, letting things go, I think is bottom line. It's, it's forgiveness on that deal. So I see people that like get really angry and they like hold on to it. And I just think, man, I mean, what the, f- is the problem? I mean, it's it, it is truly a waste of time to be upset about something.
0: So then what do you do to move on from it?
1: Oh, you know what? People are fallible. And so don't get hung up in it. I mean, I I just don't get hung up. And I I don't sit there and stew over it. You know, I don't spin my tires in the mud trying to role play things in my mind about, you know, putting fuel on the fire to get me more and more angry on the deal. You know, you just, you got to realize that, hey, people are going to screw up. You're going to screw up and just let it go. Move on. Mm. Move on.
0: That's great advice.
1: Yeah, it works for me.
0: It does work for you. You don't get very angry very easily.
1: Oh no, I get angry, but I move on pretty quick. And I think that's I think that's for me, I think that's been one of the biggest advantages of I say big advantages. I think it's one of the reasons why I have good relationship with folks on that deal because I I don't meddle in the past. The past could be five minutes. So
0: wow. The past could be five minutes.
1: I see, like, I'm not pissed at you from 20 minutes ago when you said I wasn't getting any pre-read questions to this
0: interview.
1: But I'm over it. I'm all good
0: now. I don't have any more questions at the moment, but I would like to point out to everyone listening, he tried to tell me the other day that a phrase of his that he does not use is, quote, on the deal, unquote. You just said it, like, five times.
1: During this interview?
0: Yes, like in the last minute.
1: I would like to hear this okay. recording when we're done. Well, I'm, I said, on the deal.
0: Yes, you say it. Ask Gavin. You say on the deal about everything. I really? Yeah. It's
1: so crazy because I, I don't even, that sounds so stupid.
0: But <laughs> you say it.
1: How, how I literally just say that I, I, when I said on the deal.
0: Gavin, you can talk now if, if you remember what he said. But I don't you? remember what
1: you say, but you're always like, and and that's just that's on the deal. And
0: yeah, you always say, you know, on the deal. It's
1: me like uh just a second thought that happens because it's constantly like in and, and babe on, on the deal, it's just <laughs> really because you know what's so funny. When I was selling Kirby vacuums, the owner who was also my my manager at the time when I started selling Kirby vacuums told me that people that said like, hey, let's make a deal. Or use the word deal, he said, was like a a game killer because it made you sound cheap or made you kind of sound sketchy about what product you were trying to sell. You know what I mean? Like, oh, hey, let me make you a deal on this creepy vacuum. I hate the word deal. (laughs) When you say I say that, that freaks me out. So I I am like really excited about hearing this recording so I can hear how many times I said it because I I think you're full of crap.
0: But I promise you, that's like your signature. That's what you say. On
1: the deal. It doesn't even make sense.
0: You say, babe, on the deal, 10-4. Those are like your top three things that you say in every conversation. We could play bingo and try and see how many times we can mark off that you said it.
1: Okay. Well, you know what? I guess uh, we'll see if this ever gets published.
0: It will. It's going to get published really soon. All right. I just think it's so funny you don't know that you say it. I hate
1: that word. I hate the word deal. It, it makes things sound cheap. It does. It makes you sound like you're trying to get one over somebody. Like, man, that is so weird.
0: But you're not saying it in that context. You're, it's like your, your final thought. You say it after you've given a big spiel.
1: All right, sweetheart. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks for telling us all of your wisdom. And next time, I will let you read the questions in advance so you have time to think.
1: 10-4, baby. <laughs> on that dude. <laughs> All right, I love you, babe. I love you. All right, talk soon.
0: If you like what you've heard and want to support this project, if you're streaming on Spotify, it'd be amazing if you'd follow the podcast and download each episode as you stream them. If you're listening on the podcast's app, please give the show a five-star rating and it will help out immensely. Most importantly, of course, share these episodes with the people that you know. The theme song and audio production by Tip Frank, podcast artwork by Sierra Scott, Lydia Massey, and Kenzie Maroney. I appreciate everyone who's taken the time to listen to this. Until next time. Now you can't be distracted with that thing. Put it up. I'm ready to go,
1: Felicia. You, said uh, oh, you said he cannot
0: be texting me because the microphone's gonna pick up the deep. <laughs> <G. laughs>